0: Epilogue Jim Simons dedicated much of his life to uncovering secrets and tackling challenges. Early in life, he focused on mathematics problems and enemy codes. Later, it was hidden patterns in financial markets. Approaching his 81st birthday in the spring of 2019, Simons was consumed with two new difficulties, likely the most imposing of his life. Understanding and curing autism and discovering the origins of the universe and life itself. True breakthroughs in autism research hadn't been achieved, and time was ticking by. Six years earlier, the Simons Foundation had hired Louis Reichhart, a professor of physiology and neuroscience, who was the first American to climb both Mount Everest and K2. Simons handed Reichhart an even more daunting challenge, improve the lives of those with autism. The foundation helped establish a repository of genetic samples from 2,800 families with at least one child on the autism spectrum, accelerating the development of animal models, a step toward potential human treatments. By the spring of 2019, Simons' researchers had succeeded in gaining a deeper understanding of how the autistic brain works, and were closing in on drugs with the potential to help those battling the condition. A trial drew closer to test a drug that might help as many as 20% of those suffering from the disorder. I think it will be the first drug to have some effect on some people, Simon said. I think we have a better-than-even chance of success. Simons was just as hopeful about making headway on a set of existential challenges that have confounded humankind from its earliest moments. In 2014, Simons recruited Princeton University astrophysicist David Spurgle, who is known for groundbreaking work measuring the age and composition of the universe. Simons tasked Spergel with answering the eternal question of how the universe began. Oh, and please try to do it in a few years while I'm still around, Simons said. Simons helped fund a $75 million effort to build an enormous observatory with an array of ultra-powerful telescopes in Chile's Atacama Desert, a plateau 17,000 feet above sea level, featuring especially clear, dry skies. It's an ideal spot to measure cosmic microwave radiation and get a good look into creation's earliest moments. The project, led by a group of eight scientists including Spergel and Brian Keating, an astrophysicist who directs the Simons Observatory and happens to be the son of Simons's early partner, James Axe is expected to be completed by 2022. Among other things, the observatory will search for distant evidence of the Big Bang, the theorized event in which the universe came into existence. Many scientists assume the universe instantaneously expanded after creation, something they call cosmic inflation. That event likely produced gravitational waves and twisted light, or what Keating calls the fingerprint of the Big Bang. Scientists have spent years searching for evidence of this phenomenon, each effort meeting crushing defeat, with decades of close calls but ultimate futility. The Simons Observatory represents one of the best chances yet of discovering these faint echoes of the pangs of the universe's birth, providing potential evidence that the universe had a beginning. Jim is pushing to get answers soon, Spurgle says. Simons himself expresses skepticism about the Big Bang theory and whether his giant telescope will meet its goal and produce evidence of cosmic inflation. Subscribing to a view that time never had a starting point, Simons simultaneously supports work by Paul Steinhardt, the leading proponent of the non-inflationary bouncing model and opposing theory to the Big Bang. It's always been aesthetically pleasing to me to think time has gone on forever, Simon says. Sounding much like a hedge fund trader, Simons figures he'll be a winner no matter what the different teams discover. If his instincts are proven accurate and inflation isn't found, Simons will feel vindicated and scientists like Steinhardt will pick up the torch. If the Spurgle-Keating group finds evidence backing the Big Bang Theory, we win a Nobel and we're all dancing in the streets, Simons says. He remains just as eager for answers to other questions that have flummoxed civilization for ages. His foundation-supported scientific collaborations aimed at gaining an understanding of how life began, what early life was like, and whether there might be life elsewhere in our solar system or on planets outside our solar system. All religions have covered the topic, and I've always been curious, he says. I feel we're getting closer to finding out. On a brisk day in mid-March 2019, Simons and his wife flew on their Gulfstream jet to an airport outside Boston. There, they were met and driven to the Cambridge, Massachusetts campus of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Simons's alma mater, where he was scheduled to deliver a lecture. Wearing a tweed sports jacket, tan khakis, a crisp blue shirt, and loafers with no socks, Simons addressed hundreds of students, academics, and local business people, reflecting on his career And the post-election turbulence at Renaissance. Answering a question about why he didn't stop Bob Mercer's political activities, Simon said, I think he's a little crazy, to a smattering of cheers. But he's extremely bright. I couldn't fire him because of his political beliefs. Asked which professional investors students should turn to for guidance, Simon struggled for an answer, a quant still skeptical investors can forecast markets. Finally, he mentioned his neighbor in Manhattan, hedge fund manager George Soros. I suppose he's worth listening to, Simon says, though he sure talks a lot. Simon shared a few life lessons with the school's audience. Work with the smartest people you can, hopefully smarter than you. Be persistent. Don't give up easily. Be guided by beauty. It can be the way a company runs, or the way an experiment comes out, or the way a theorem comes out. But there's a sense of beauty when something is working well, almost an aesthetic to it. Simons discussed his most recent passions, including his efforts to understand the universe's creation and mankind's origins. It's entirely possible we're alone, he said, arguing that intelligent life might solely exist on planet Earth, thanks to a confluence of favorable factors likely not found elsewhere. For a brief moment, Simons looked at Marilyn, sitting in the audience's front row next to their grandson, a graduate student at Harvard. We've had a lot of luck, he said. After an ovation from the audience, Simons extended a modest wave. Walking slowly, he made his way out of the hall, his family close behind. This is Will Dameron. We hope you have enjoyed this unabridged production of The Man Who Solved the Market. By Gregory Zuckerman. This program was directed by Bruce Mann. Executive Producer Dan Musselman. Text Copyright 2019 by Gregory Zuckerman. Production Copyright 2019 Penguin Random House LLC. All rights reserved. Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.